3: listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. We are together each and every day from 3 to 5 Right here on KKLA in Los Angeles and KPRC in San Diego and everywhere. You can find us on uh, your favorite radio app so you can find us there. We're everywhere. You just never know where people are, are listening and uh, joining in. We look at issues from the day, uh, in the day, from a Christian perspective. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. We got the rains coming in Southern California, so I hope that you are safe out there. I guess it's going to clear up a little bit tomorrow and then this weekend. Uh, more storms for uh, the rest of the week and uh, actually it's a good thing i was enjoying it out there in the rain uh, today once in a while so anyway be safe out there and uh it's a it is certainly a good thing but you got to be safe out there there is have you ever been recorded saying something that you you didn't know you were being recorded, maybe you're telling a story and you know, maybe you're saying something that gets you in trouble, but maybe you're just, you know, recounting something that can be taken out of context, or you're saying it to a particular group of people, but you wouldn't normally say that to anybody else. These days you have to be aware that somewhere around you is a microphone Probably recording you, your own phone might be uh, turning you in you'd be surprised I gotta figure this out if it's true, but you know whenever I do this program, which is every day from Monday through Friday from three to five i the advertisements that show up on my phone after the show are very often. About the products that I was talking about during the show, or about some subject that I was talking about during the show, and uh, it's got to be uh, tracking me now. Maybe I've done some research on my phone. I don't know. Anyway, a funny thing happened uh, to uh, Governor Newsom uh, in this. He was on a Zoom call, and it's a Zoom call with uh, different California mayors. And you know how, if you've done the Zoom call, you know what happens you get on you get on the call. And uh, you are waiting for everybody to chime in, and there is always somebody who can't figure out what the passcode is, and somebody forgot. You are trying to track down that person, and so there is you and you know a handful of other people. And so, what do you do? You just sort of chat about the day, or you chat about something else. You tell some you know kind of humorous story, totally normal thing to do. Well, uh, the governor got uh, recorded, and uh, he recounts this interesting story. The story is how he watched somebody. Uh, rip off a target that he was in he sees somebody shoplift from target and then the the he notices that the target employee just lets the person go doesn't go after him doesn't do anything, and he says. Why didn't you go after him? I'm going to let you let him tell the story. And I'm, you know, I find this maybe more funny because I worked for uh, Kmart. I've told that story in Kmart Security back in the day when you were allowed to really do something. Like we would follow that guy out and you might get in a fist fight with that person, right? Most of the time, no. Most of the time, they were terrified that they were caught stealing because they would probably be in trouble. And they would usually offer to pay for it. Oh, I'll pay for it. It's like, nah, you're supposed to do that at the register and uh, but sometimes it would uh, it would come to blows you know one time a guy pulled a knife and uh, we said you can have the shoes and you know we let that guy go but almost all the time honestly like 99% of the time uh you walk outside you put your hand on your shoulder and on their shoulder and you bring them in and uh you know they're embarrassed and they're caught and whatever uh and you could call the police we had Kmart jail and uh we would literally we would literally handcuff people to a bench in a storage room in the back and uh, you know, if they had a record or if it was a serious thing that they did that was really the cops would show up right away. But if they didn't, the police would come eventually. Sometimes they were back there for hours though. It was a wild, wild thing. And often if it was kids, you know, we'd just call the parents. And this was a day when the parents would come down. So we don't call the police every time, but you can you make some kind of judgment, right, on what you should do. There was a, a difference between somebody who had Cash on them and somebody who didn't, right? If you came in and you stole and you don't even have your wallet on you, well, then the intent is there to steal. Sometimes people have the money and then they just got tempted. Um, and uh, that's what happened. So, anyway, Governor Newsom's in a target in Sacramento, and this is what his story is. Hold on here. He
2: says, sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back, picks it up, and he's walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor sort of got two true story on my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no there's no there's no accountability.
1: There's no- now, you catching you following along here. It's, I know it's a little hard to hear because it's like somebody recorded the Zoom call. But Governor Newsom is in, in Target. He sees somebody drop something. He says, hey, you drop this. The guy says, thank you. And then takes off with it. So he inadvertently helped the thief. The, you know, the the that just it just kind of makes me laugh, that that whole thing there. Um, so he then he turns to the target employee who and he says, Why didn't you stop that guy? And she says, I can't because the governor lowered the threshold to eight nine hundred and fifty dollars.
2: I said that's just not true. And she, I said, she I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. Look it up. No one gives a damn about Right. That. And I said, it's just not true. they're still stop. He said, well, we don't stop them because of the governor. And then she goes, she looks at me twice and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? Did Are
1: you, you blaming the governor? Did you catch all that? So this employee, this target employee, is blaming the governor for why she won't stop this this thief, right? And and then she she doesn't recognize him. She doesn't recognize who he is. You know, I don't know if you ever see somebody out there who is famous. And Governor Newsom, of course, is a very famous person. And but you don't recognize him in regular life. You know, you can be shopping with somebody and, all, and you don't recognize them. And uh, but then she suddenly recognized him. Now she just blamed him for the shoplifting that was happening in her store. Like, that was her line. It just came out of her mouth. Well, you know, the governor made it, uh, which isn't exactly accurate. And then he says something interesting there. I'm going to come back to it. He says, did you catch that? He says that the $950 threshold, and what that is is uh, it's not going to be usually considered a felony, that crime. It'll be a misdemeanor if it's under $950. And this is a common thing that people will talk about in California. He said, we are the, the have the 10th, uh, lowest threshold on what makes it a felony in the country. That means 40 states have a higher threshold than $950. Is that true? I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but then she wants to take a picture with him, which I think is hilarious, right? She's like, oh, you're the governor. Now suddenly she wants her picture taken with him, and he says no. And he says, I want to talk to the manager. Which is kind of funny. So now the governor is going to talk to the target manager, and uh, which is just a whole funny thing. So here, here's the uh, the next part of it.
2: And it was you know three hundred eighty dollars later, and I was like, why am I spending three hundred eighty dollars? Everyone can walk the hell right out. <laughs>
1: He says, why am I spending $380 when everyone else can just walk out with it? I take offense at our policies and strategies. Yeah, And isn't that what people say today is that if I can just go into the store and if it's under $950, I can just walk out with it. Why am I spending $380 when I can just walk out with it? It's funny to me that uh, Governor Newsom at that moment when he's in the middle of it. Has the exact same thought as I think. I everybody, take offense at our- as uh, everybody else. Sorry, I clicked the wrong thing there. Uh, as everybody else, so here, here he continues.
2: And it was you know three hundred eighty dollars later, and I was like, why am I spending three hundred eighty dollars? Everyone can walk the hell right out. Well, well, not fair. Not convenient. fair. Yeah. It's my target. So you triggered me. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to go ahead
4: and get uh, get us started. I know
5: that Mayor Gloria and Mayor Breed are still logging on, so um, hopefully, all the
2: reporters were not.
1: Did you get that at the end? He says, "Hopefully, there aren't any reporters coming on." So he's he's just telling he's telling a story. It makes me laugh that he even is telling this story that he had this experience, and that he is such a part of it. And then the employee says, "Oh, it's it's the governor's fault, not knowing that he's the governor." And uh he wants to talk to the manager. I mean did that employee get fired? What happened there after that? I don't know. Um this is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Have you ever seen somebody steal something in the store and notice that nobody does anything about it? Have you ever you been to one of these where that's the uh you know the the big smash and grab where everybody just comes in and grabs stuff and then takes off or maybe you just watch somebody steal i think that's the thing that is interesting to me today that has changed it used to be in my experience when i was at uh, came apart working for that place is that you know people at least had some kind of shame about it most of the time now there was a guy who was stealing televisions one time we, like every day we're missing a tv and the TVs used to be in like boxes just out on the floor and every day you know we're missing a tv And that guy was just putting it in the uh, shopping cart and walking right out the front door. And people probably said, well, he must have paid for that back in the, you know, and uh, he ran off once we finally uh, caught that guy. But here's the thing I think that the governor said that really piqued my interest in this. And I wondered if it is true. He
2: said, sir, I I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. Look it up. $950,
1: Nine hundred fifty dollars, the tenth toughest uh, theft amount to call it a felony. Is that true? And I looked it up, and it is true. What he said is correct. Does that surprise you? That because in, in California, we we have this problem all the time, right, of the thefts and people typically. So this young, I'm assuming young, I don't know actually, this woman at Target, she immediately, in response to why they don't stop the shoplifting, immediately blames the governor. Blames him for passing nine hundred fifty dollars, which he didn't actually pass. It was Proposition Forty Seven, I think. That we all did that together, by the way. And um, but it's the tenth uh, lowest threshold in the country, and that's true. You know who number one is? Who? What? What state? Wilbert? What state would you say has the highest threshold to call shoplifting a felony?
6: I think I think we take the championship there, don't we?
1: No, no, that's what we're saying here. He, The governor said that we are the 10th lowest, and he's right. 40 states have higher thresholds than us. I'm going to say Florida. You're going to say Florida. That's an excellent guess, but you'd be wrong. No, I'm wrong. It's not Florida. It's an excellent guess because the answer, because I would have said New York then. Right? Yep. I would have said, well, it's got to be. It's not. It's Texas, $2,500. Now the difference, though, in Texas is that uh, the target employee will shoot you on your way out. With the, very true, you know, that'll be the difference. Uh, next is Wisconsin, twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, Colorado, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, two thousand dollars. Alabama, Delaware, Georgia, Iowa, uh, fifteen hundred dollars. The number that's and it just keeps going down. The 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 lowest threshold in the country for what constitutes a felony shoplifting. Where would you say the lowest is? Any guess i'm not sure i would Yeah, i would never guess this new jersey 200 really yep in new jersey if you steal more than 200 dollars, bam felony yeah, i feel like that's how it should be everywhere but right <laughs> right right so that's some of the problem right is and in, in, but what i found really interesting about this i looked this up and the reason new jersey is so low is basically because they haven't adjusted for inflation since 1978 so in 1978 that $200 is probably the 1000 or 1500 that most of the other states do now, right? So they just haven't bothered to even check that, and there's probably some reasons. You know, they're like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm curious now if they have lower uh, shoplifting in New Jersey. I didn't look that up. I just thought about that just now. But this is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. So then that leads me to wonder— Is why is it if our threshold for a felony is lower than most of the country, why does it seem like we have so much more of this sort of crime? You know, if you go to other places, I've seen people steal, and I I guess maybe I have an eye for it because I've done it before, so I'll go into a Target or something in some other place, and I'll see them take something, and then there's some security guard who is on them typically. I have a, I shouldn't say who it is, a, a relative who is Target security in another state but in another state that doesn't like to prosecute crime and that by the way is the reason you know why is it that uh, you know if you ask anybody they'll say no prop 47 is fine we have the low threshold the governor is correct factually in what he has to say actually the problem isn't the 950 dollars. the problem is is we don't prosecute people uh, who are under that most of the time at all and not only do we not do it uh, And by the way, this is something that matters for the uh, election coming up here. There are, what, 11 people, 12 people running for district attorney in uh, Los Angeles County. The one person you should not vote for out of that stack of people is the current district attorney. Uh, And because of not prosecuting. All of them, by the way, are upset about it. This is why you have this kind of lawlessness. Like you can pass the law. It can be stringent. It can be something that is well stated. But if you don't enforce it. Or if there's no real penalty, people figure that out, right? People figure out just like your kids do. If mom and dad doesn't actually mean the penalty, then, then they can just keep doing what they're doing. And it's just the same at every single Level, But I found that to be uh, pretty remarkable, and it's something that is upside down about our lawlessness in our country right now. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888 2557 and what happens is it hurts the rest of us because then what happens is Target has to factor in, in whatever business decisions they make, a certain amount of theft, and that's why they're uh, locking up the underwear and the cosmetics and other things in uh, certain places, and um, it's because we don't prosecute. And it can be worse than that. Another story that I read in the New York Post. This is about uh, a guy in a Starbucks in uh, St. Louis. And he's an employee at the Starbucks. Somebody comes in and they are holding up this uh, Starbucks with a gun. And they get everybody on the floor. And they want to rob the register. And there's this whole sort of problem where the guy at the register doesn't have the managerial code to get in and, you know, surprised that they even have that much cash in this place anyway, but they do. Well, eventually a couple of Starbucks employees uh, end up getting in a scuffle with the guy with a the gun. They get pistol whipped by the guy. So he doesn't shoot them, but he hits them on the back of the head with the pistol and they're wounded and they fight this guy off and eventually send him out of the Starbucks. And eventually the police show up and the police uh you know gave them all kinds of kudos and all the customers were praising them for their bravery and all of this stuff. And I get that because it's a your adrenaline starts flowing and it's a scary thing. And somebody with a gun, one time, one time when I was working at Kmart back in the day, somebody came in with a gun. And uh I was not a part of his apprehension, but uh uh it was it was something that I noticed as I turned around the corner right when he got apprehended. Um, And, uh, you know, you, you never forget that. And certainly if there are shots fired, if you've been in gun violence, you don't forget that. None of those people in those that Starbucks are going to forget it. And all of them are going to be thankful to these baristas who uh, protected them. What do you think happened there? So the guy gets arrested and what happens to the baristas? They got fired they got fired because it's against store policy to go after that guy to do what they did and i think this is different than just some guy you know who might just come in and grab a bunch of cups off the you know the wall or a bunch of coffee and leave with it this is everybody's lives were in danger this was a terrifying situation many people would argue maybe correctly that they shouldn't have done anything okay that when somebody comes in with a gun and you just it's not worth your life, whatever it is. But in any case, they did, and uh, they got fired. This is upside down. You know, this is the reason, one of the reasons that we have so much trouble here is that we are upside down, where the criminal has more rights than the victim. That We don't consider victims very often. In the state of Virginia, they passed an ordinance that probably will be vetoed by the governor, but it would lower the penalties for violent crime murders outright murders and i get there are really good arguments and necessity for uh dealing with prison overcrowding and uh there are unjust sentences for different things there's a lot you know underneath all of that that is worthy of of discussion and changing some things um but you should hear the the victims begging I mean, imagine parents who've lost their kids. Imagine people who have been wounded or raped or had other things go on and they're begging this uh the the Statehouse in Virginia. I don't I think I said city council or something a second ago, the State House. Um, and uh everybody hears these gut I, I was gonna place some of them for you, but they're so sad. Uh and then after all of that they vote against all the victims anyway. You know, there is something about our country that is i think very very good that we care about the rights of the accused and that we care even when it, when we care about injustices when they happen even to those who have done wicked and terrible things we want that to be good. i think that's good that we care it's good that we take a look at these things it's good that we recognize It has been unfair for different reasons. But you can't move the pendulum so far to the other side where you no longer care about the victims. Like the purpose of justice is to make things right with the people who have been wounded. The purpose of justice is to take care of the the victims. The purpose of justice and all that is to also deter other people from doing it. And somewhere we have lost this. Somewhere this has been gone. This is called lawlessness. It's a sign of the end times. And, uh, you know, when the governor makes the tells that story, I think it's a story that we all maybe experience, but it doesn't sound like he gets it. I often wonder, do some of these people just not know? Do they not believe how bad it is out there? Or do they just do they know and they don't care? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But this is why one of the many reasons why it matters who we elect, because I'll tell you what, what ultimately happens is we keep electing the same people. And they might have a different name and face, but uh, we keep electing the same philosophies that go the wrong way on this. What do you think? 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. Uh, Angelica and others, I see your calls. We'll get to your calls when we come back. You can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show. Facebook, uh, Twitter, X, and uh, Instagram is the other uh, Wherever there are socials at Pastor Scott Show. Be right back.
3: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at Pastorscott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show.
2: says, Sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back, picks it up, and keeps walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, Oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, Why are you stopping him? She goes, Oh, the governor. Sort of got true story. On my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said that's just not true, and she, I, she got. I said we have the tenth toughest, nine hundred fifty dollars the tenth toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the tenth toughest in America. Look at
1: that. Is uh, Governor Newsom t- telling his story on a Zoom call about a thief that he watched at uh, Target? We he kind of helped actually. The guy dropped whatever. You think the guy, the thief, knows that this was the governor because the employee didn't notice right away when she blamed the governor. To the governor uh, for the theft. Do you think the thief said, "Oh my gosh, it's Governor Newsom dropped it," and then Newsom hands it back? Right now, that thief has got a story to tell. Also, I would love to hear that. If you're listening to the show and you stole that, well, you know, I would love to hear that story. You know, the governor helped me steal this. Anyway, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. We were talking about the lawlessness that is here, and you hear uh, Governor Newsom sort of defend state policy, but not understand why there's no accountability. That's what the employee told him. And uh, there's no accountability because we don't do it, um, because we have the right to do it. We have the, the laws. You can still prosecute for misdemeanors and all of that. And by the way, the governor's correct. Uh, our, the $950 gets a lot of criticism as the threshold to make it a felony when you shoplift. But it is uh, the 10th best in the country, the 10th lowest uh, in the country. Uh, the difference is we don't prosecute. And so it really doesn't matter what that number is at that point. Have you seen something steal? And uh, I've got I've seen something steal. Have you seen somebody steal something or experience that? And here's a question for you. What is, uh, when is it okay to steal? Is it okay to steal? Is there ever a situation where it's okay to just take something? Uh, what are those situations? 888 528 2557. 888 528 2557 angelica in orange county welcome to the pastor scott show hi pastor scott hi
5: hi so yeah i I really find your radio station amazing i love listening to you um so i just wanted to share my story Uh, i was at south coast plaza maybe a month or two ago and i have a standard poodle his name's teddy and so we were there inside and these two girls came running past us um carrying all these boxes like so quickly and so my dog you know, he could sense something was wrong and he chased after them and I was holding on to his leash. And so they dropped half of their their loot. But uh, then I realized, wow, they're stealing all this stuff. And then um, the manager, I guess, just slowly, this elderly man just kind of walking and, and that was it. He just kind of looked at me, looked at Teddy, looked around and walked away. It was, I was in shock. I was kind of like, it almost felt like surreal
1: (laughs) it's a weird thing to be around for that i saw one time a similar thing i was walking up to a macy's and these guys pulled up they were in an old uh, el camino and so i I noticed because it's a great old car right pulling this el camino they run into the macy's they're right in front of it okay and they just grab whatever they can and they got a lot of clothing it was a lot and uh, in their arms, just pulled it right off the racks and then threw it in the back of the El Camino. They jumped in and they took off. And the whole thing took a few seconds, right? Not very mm-hmm. long. There was nothing that they could do about it. But, uh, you know, one of the strange things that happens today is what you saw and what I saw, you know, that happens and it's just fast. But we see these videos of groups of people who are there for like 10 minutes and yeah. uh, you know, clearing the place out and nobody does anything. Crazy. And And, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it is something that cannot be um, denied is going on, but it's a prosecution issue. Uh, it's tied up yeah. in a whole lot of other pro- uh, politics.
5: But my thought is, you know, maybe having, when I say dogs, not necessarily guard dogs, but it did startle them enough and that they dropped half their stuff. Oh, the and dog, so maybe yeah. Having, yeah, even, yeah,
1: Even a big poodle.
5: And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know yeah. that's you also therapy
6: for the workers: too, That's so. also
1: an interesting.: Yeah, an interesting thing. Thank you for calling Angelica. that's an interesting thing that you mentioned that about dogs because what's the direction that we're going to go with this? If you go to some neighborhoods in San Francisco where they've had so much theft, the stores that are still there, they have an armed guard out in the front. It's not Tiffany's with the armed guard who's always there, right It's a CVS they've got an armed guard, and one one I watched they had this steel door, and they were and the guard would let you in or let you out. And they just, it was like a war zone. And I remember when I was in, uh, I was in San Salvador a few times in El Salvador. And what you do there is you hire your own private security in front of your store. It's a big city, you know, modern city, you know, for the most part, but uh, a lot of corruption with the police and a lot of governmental problems, those kinds of things. And most of the stores just had some guy they hired to stand out there and he doesn't have a shirt on, but he's got a big shotgun and uh, that keeps the peace. You know, and uh, maybe we're gonna head back to that. Maybe that's where we're gonna go and maybe dogs as part of it. I don't recommend poodles for this, although maybe uh Angelica is onto something here, but uh, you know, maybe you're gonna have a Doberman out, out in front of uh, you know, the C V S uh, pretty soon. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Johnny and Monrovia, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Hi, thanks for having me. Um so I appreciate that you're, like, having everybody talk about their stories because we see them all the time, people stealing and everything. I really called for the reason that I feel like this story might be far-fetched. In other words, not that stealing doesn't go on all the time. It does, and it has, from horrible policies in California. But I feel like this story, like, it's almost, like, set up, like. Newsom needs an Oscar for being uh, an actor saying, oh, I happen to be in a Target and I happen to see a guy steal and oh, and I said, let me talk to the person, let me talk to the manager. First off, a guy who spends $1,000, drops $1,000 for dinner, like Newsom, I don't really see him shopping at Target by himself. And then secondly, him dropping $370, what is he buying a television? i don't know <laughs> yeah. maybe he is but for me i feel like it's almost psyops because he wants to basically relate because people a lot of people even on the blue side or the democratic side are tired of seeing our once beautiful cities whether it's san francisco or los angeles or san diego or wherever it is being destroyed by lawlessness and so a lot of people are turning to the other side politically, and then for him to come out with this, oh, I hope nobody's recording me or hear me because they should understand that I didn't really cause of this policy mess and i just happened to see somebody stealing while i was just happy to, uh, to be at target and it's not my fault i don't know i just i feel like it's another side of, sort of well state. i definitely can I, I understand really real.
1: Uh, i can definitely understand the idea that maybe uh you know politicians uh, set this stuff up and uh, it does happen like you yeah. do sit in a room and you say what if we tell this story and we leak this cuz somebody leaked this this uh
6: yeah, zoom
1: conversation I don't know, right but it, it, yes. sounds, it just
6: sounds far-fetched. It and sounds... Especially, sorry. Go ahead. Especially with Biden, with his dementia and all that stuff, I feel like they're really going to want to put in a replacement. And I, I know these things high up on their replacement, Matt. But because of, again, his record, and people are not a lot, really happy with him, especially us in California having to see people still all the time. I mean, I can never go into a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls without without seeing somebody still. I yeah. mean, every single time.
1: You know, yeah. So
6: I think he's trying to get on the good side of people.
1: Well, he might be. That's, that's I my. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. When you If you watch it, you can find it online. It's kind of all over the place today. I think it's on some of the news stations. You know, he seems very much the same as he always is. And I've seen him even mm-hmm. in person, you know, telling stories and just talking. It came across... To me,
6: real?
1: <laughs> it did. It came across real. And the part that I am looking at is is the the part I also think is real is that he thinks everything's hunky dory. Why didn't you go after that guy? And what he doesn't understand is because that guy will not get prosecuted. He might even find a reason to sue Target. So that's why Target has those policies, right? These these companies. And,
6: and that's where that's where my red flags go up because I don't think. He's that ignoraneous? I I don't know. Did you watch
1: that DeSantis uh, debate with him and DeSantis? He did not come off well. Oh, that's true. (laughs) He he did not. uh, That that might have been, because I also agree that he's running for president, and he's running now, (laughs) but uh, that might have derailed him. Uh, honestly, in that, the eyes of donors so later on. you got on. a
6: big point yeah. there.
1: <laughs> All right, Johnny, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You know, it's, it's uh, a statement, really, of how far our distrust goes, where everything is, you know, even things that might be normal. Uh, you know, you have to wonder if it's fake, and then don't even get to the AI part where the whole thing could be made up, right? It, but uh, it's not. I think that's uh, probably legitimate... Maybe they leaked it cuz they thought it looked good cuz sometimes that happens, right? Sometimes politicians will leak stories or put things out there because they think it makes them look good and then the spin is awful, right? And then it, and uh, that could be there. But you know, I think that it's an interesting tale that he tells that could very well be true. I think it probably is and I think he is annoyed um that people are blaming um Maybe he is confused that people are blaming him for something that he didn't actually do, but something he definitely supports and that he doesn't seem to understand. Remember he came down to Los Angeles to, uh, and he came to the uh, train depot, the place where all the freight trains come, where they're all getting robbed, right? All the Amazon packages, just a massive problem. And he looked around, the look on his face, and he goes, what in the world is going on here? And I thought, I think he means that. I think this surprises him. It should it doesn't surprise anybody else, but it surprises him that the trains are getting robbed. Um that might be true. He might be so distant from what's happening that he doesn't know. 8885282557. Some of you think I'm making an excuse for him. I'm not. I just think that that people sometimes uh you get in a bubble wherever you are and you think things are a certain way because the only people you ever talk to are people in that bubble and uh, eventually you discover the hard way that uh, it's not that way. 888-528-2557. Luis in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
7: Hey, Scott, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, Luis. How are you doing?
7: Doing good. So I just want to tell you because uh, I used to be a shoplifter myself. Okay. And uh, I was listening to what you were talking about when we used to work at Kmart. I could really tell in your voice how it made, made you feel when you had to deal with all that stuff. I will tell you a personal story that I was really dealing with some spiritual issue, and it was so Mm -hmm. bad I had to tell Jesus, like, please get me out of this because I can't stop
1: myself. Hey, Luis, can you do me a favor? Can you tell us – we've got to go to a break. Can you hold on through the break, and I'll get to you right when we come back? Sure. I appreciate that. And uh, I think, you know, this is a really good thing because, by the way, there's a lot of people who have stolen things or who are shoplifters who are, are listening. And uh, the grace of God is a such an important thing for all of that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. You can watch us live at kkla.com and check out our live stream and uh, say hello that way. We'll be back with uh, Luis and his call as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned.
3: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. We've been talking about
1: shoplifting and the lawlessness of it. And before the break, we were about to take Luis's call. And uh, Luis, you still with us? What's happening here? I can't get it to...
7: Yeah, can you hear me?
1: Yep, yep, yep. Welcome back. Glad you're still with us, Luis. So go ahead and start from the beginnings. We've been talking about uh, shoplifting and uh, some different things, and and you said that you used to be a shoplifter.
7: Yes, sir. That's correct, Pastor. So it was something that started when I was in my teens. Um, It was just I had a lot of addictive uh, personalities in my family, and it's not to make an excuse, but... Mm -hmm. It was really, it wasn't really for the item itself. It was more so for the rush of taking something. And um, long story short, um, I got into my earlier adulthood, and I had to pray in the name of Jesus, like Jesus, please stop me because I can't stop myself. And it, he came through, you know, mm-hmm. he really did. And I, I don't want to go into nuances about it, but I'm just going to tell you the love of Christ is real. But what I will tell you is that when you were talking about what was going on uh, when you worked at, at Kmart. It really made me feel, um, feel a real conviction in my heart, and I started to realize I contributed to not just, you know, an item missing, but to someone, you know, having the morale and since the security injured, you know, at the workplace. And so I called a friend of mine who works in retail. I, I you know, I, I abided by James 516 that says to confess your faults to one another. And uh, I told him about what I used to do, and he told me that um, that what happens with, with his stores is that when one neighboring store is lacking an in inventory for an item, they had to bail them out by taking from their own inventory to cover their, their missing inventory. And when they get stolen from, it, there's a lot of questions to be had and very few answers, and it really hurts the morale. It kind of puts them on eggshells. And... He asked me, hey man, are you asking for forgiveness? I'm like, you know what I am, because I, I contributed to, even though I wasn't stealing from his store or from your store, I was contributing to that sin, mm. and it it just brought to me just uh, this deep-rooted sorrow that I, I just had to really not just, you know, stop it, but also repent of it, and so I just want to tell you, you know, Pastor Scott, thank you so much for You know, being open to what you experience, and hopefully someone out there will realize that you can't politic this problem away. It's like Ronald Reagan said, government isn't the the solution to the problem. Government is the problem. What really people need is just the love of Christ, the grace and his hope, to know that, you know what, I don't need to take something from someone. If I'm fulfilled inside, then I have it all already.
1: You know, I'm so glad that you tell this story, too, because, you know, everybody listening is dealing with something. And a lot of people here listening have stolen or have the same struggle that you have. I know people who can't go to Walmart without taking something. They just can't. It's a temptation that is overwhelming to them. Yeah. Uh, and you probably yeah. had that. Do you do you really feel the forgiveness of the Lord now?
7: You know, I do. and it, But I'll tell you this. For me to just sit there on my own, ask God for forgiveness, it, it kind of sort of was a band-aid. But when I when, when I confessed it to a brother in Christ, especially one who told me his experience, that's when I really felt that. That's when I was like, okay, now I feel that relief. Mm. Because it's not just, I'll I, be honest with you, and you may disagree with me or not, Pastor, but I believe simply just on your own saying, Lord, I'm sorry. I think that's good for a while, but realistically, I think it comes down to really telling someone and just bearing your soul to another person, and, and hopefully they won't judge you, and if anything, they'll help to bear your burden so that you you know that, hey, you're, you're not alone in this experience.
1: Yeah, you, you quoted James 5, uh, 16. It's, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Uh, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective you know i think that you are right i don't i don't agree with like getting up in church and telling everybody your stuff there's some churches that do that and i don't think that's appropriate but it's <laughs> right um but well, i mean it can be if you're giving your testimony like you're telling everybody yeah, it's a great thing right but there are, you shouldn't force somebody to do that is what i'm saying but if you're dealing yeah. with something internally and you've confessed it to the lord and you're still dealing with it or you're wondering if you're forgiven You know, go get a brother or sister in Christ at church and say, hey, you know what? I used to do this. I just need to tell somebody, and uh, it's over. There's really nothing I can do about it, Um, And uh, but would you pray with me? It's such a powerful thing because, Luis, you need to feel uh, and understand that Jesus' death for you is enough, that it covers everything that you've ever done. Uh, It covers the loss. It covers whatever damages might have been done or whatever hard feelings somebody might have had. It's taken care of by Jesus. That's why he had to die. That's why it's such a serious thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so grateful that you called and thank you for telling your story. And uh, you know what? There's a lot of people I think you could help who do struggle. You know, there's some people who steal uh, because they're criminals and it's a different thing. Right. And then there are some people who steal because it's a temptation. Like a lot of people have temptations with different things. And, uh, you know, you, you need to deal with that. And there's, there's victims, right? Like you said. Um, and they need to forgive also if you're the victim of this kind of thing, you got to forgive. Thank you for calling Luis. Appreciate that your call and thanks for listening to the pastor Scott show 888-528-2557. I'll tell you what, that when I was doing the Kmart thing, most of the people, almost all the people that we caught, you know, they were embarrassed, remorseful, some, uh, had breakdowns, right? It was rough uh, for a lot of them. You could tell the ones who were kind of hardened and more the criminal element because they didn't care. They were mostly mad that they got caught. But then you had most people. Actually, it's like, oh, why did I do that? And I, you know, and you could tell that struggle there. And some of the people that we worked with uh, were able to minister even in the the course of all of that. Uh, Isaac in LA, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
8: Uh, Pastor Scott, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Isaac. Okay. Um, I'm calling because uh, I used to work in this restaurant, a Cajun restaurant. And um, and, uh, one Saturday, two ladies came in, and uh, they ate the food, and uh, they pretended like they were going to the restroom. Mm -hmm. But they ran out the door. Now, for years, uh, uh, there was an opening right to the left of the restroom. You could drive your car right through it. But the day before, they put up a brick wall. Just the day before. Uh-huh. And these ladies thinking that that, that was still an open, they jumped in the car and they were laughing. And I was running and had another employee writing down the, the license plate. And they saw they couldn't go through, and there was a brick wall, and they had no choice <laughs> but to come back. And then they said, oh, we were just going to drive the car around to the front. Right. And um, they came in and they, they paid the check. Now, in that same restaurant a week, couple weeks before that, one lady walked out and didn't pay the check. And, and another uh, lady who worked at the restaurant with with me, she saw that lady who walked out at a Bible study that night and got up and gave her testimony, that lady who, uh, who didn't pay the check and said, well, oh, I used to steal, but I don't steal anymore. God has delivered me. So my coworker walked up to her and said, you know what? He, he hasn't delivered you quite yet because you walked out on that check today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, I think that God, those stories are great because you are going to get caught. And uh, and to get up and say, I'm over this, and somebody says, no, you ain't. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that's a powerful thing. That's a, you know, and the brick wall story is a great one, Isaac. Thank you for sharing that story. You know, and that's the thing is you're going to get caught. You know, it's it's something eventually that will catch up to you, even if it's just in your heart. Uh, Karen in Mission Viejo, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi,
4: how are you
1: today? I'm good, Karen. Um, so I just
4: wanted to share... Um, I never have been somebody that has wanted to steal, but a few months ago, we were really hurting for money, and I was surprised by the thoughts starting to come into my head when I was in particular situations. and, you know, I knew I didn't want to do it, you know, because I know it's not right, and so I was just remembering the scripture that said, you know, Lord, help me to have enough to where I'm not tempted to steal. Help me to not have so much that I forget about you, and so when that thought would come into my head, you know, gosh, you could just take this and you would have it, um, I would just, you know, think about that scripture, and um, thankfully we have a little bit more now, and, um, you know, that temptation isn't coming in my mind, um, but I know for a lot of people, you know, it's, it's life, you know, and mm-hmm. um, things that they really need. You know, and yeah. it's
1: tough, so it's very tough, but I'm glad that you you had that experience because sometimes you develop a habit even even though the situation has changed, you keep stealing, you know
4: yeah uh, and yeah, uh yeah.
1: it is uh important, and you know the compassion that you speak about we have that right for people that sometimes you understand. There's a proverb, Proverbs 630. It says, people do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his hunger when he is starving. Like, you get it, right? But the, yeah. the second half of that, though, is this. Yet if he is caught, he must pay sevenfold, though it costs him all the wealth of his house. You know, you even though we're compassionate and we should be, it doesn't mean that justice still doesn't apply, right? It is... Uh, yeah. still something not to do. So you are wise to to not do that and to pray to the Lord and uh, to continue not doing that. It puts you in a much better place. And you don't want to get in huge trouble because well, eventually I think the pendulum is going to swing right. and uh, we're probably going to start putting everybody in jail, right? That's that's probably what happens yeah. Uh, eventually.
4: Yeah. yeah, I was just thankful that I had God's word in my heart that that came to my mind, you know, or yeah. else maybe... I would have gone ahead. And that's know, why we but... should
1: be in the Word of God. It protects us from uh, ourselves and from the evil one. Yeah. Hey, Karen, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show today. Really appreciate it. You know, good stuff there. And, um, you know, there is a lot of deep feelings, you know, people have about these things. And and we are tied up with compassion and, and lots of other things that are good, good to think about. That's why we have a lot of the trouble. But justice still matters. Victims matter and recompense matters. And there's there are... You know, if it's a crime, even here where you got somebody stealing because they're starving, you get it. uh, But they're still victims. Right. Justice is still there. Um, There's a lot more we can talk about with that subject, but we are done with that subject. Hey, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, street vendors. You ever eat from a street vendor here in uh, Southern California or anywhere else? A lot of controversy about that. I wonder what you think about street vendors. Should they have to uh, go through a whole bunch of regulation like a regular restaurant? What what rules should be there for that? We'll talk about that when we come back. You can get the podcast of our show by looking for The Pastor Scott Show wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe to The Pastor Scott Show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.